continuing here on these various discussions of what's an Oynes, what's a Shegi, what's amazing, what's Mishavin. So we're seven lines, six lines down. Yamarava, another case. Case we had in Gemara Nivamas. If a person is on top of a roof, and as Rashi explains, there's a Ruach Mutsuya. Okay, so it's a regular wind that he should have expected was going to be blowing. And he gets blown off the roof. And he lands directly on an Isha, as we had this Gemara Nivamas, into a strip, into a Maisabiyah. Mamasha Maisabiyah falling off the roof. Okay, so, what, so there could be many issues over here. So first of all, in terms of any hezek he causes her by landing on her, causes her nezek, causes her doctor bills, etc., he's going to be chayv. Now, it's only daladvarim, he's not going to be chayv in the fifth one, we'll see. He's not going to be chayv in tsar. Will be a vimter like Now, if it's a maisabia, and he completes the maisabia here, so normally by a maisa kedushin or anything of that nature, so then obviously we would say that he didn't have kavanah for maisa kedushin, it's not a maisa kedushin. The only thing we discuss is the Gemara Yavama said that you can be kaina a Yavama even by a bia b'shagig. So maybe you'd have a havamina over here. That this works as a Maisabiya for a Yavama if he was Zakuk to this woman, Mitam Yibum, if his brother had died, etc., says the Gemara, no, he's not going to be. And as Rashi explains, because that which we said in the Gemara Yavama, a Maisabiya, Beshegig works, means if you're Mechavan for Maisabiya, but not for this woman. So if you're Mechavan to me, I have a Maisabiya with your wife, and it turns out to be with the Yavama, that works, because at least you're Mechavan for a Maisabiya. Over here, he's not Mechavan for Maisabiya at all. There is no Maisabiya. There is a technically. Physically a Maisebiyah, but there's no Kavana whatsoever for Maisebiyah, then even for Yibum, this does not work. Now, the Gemara explains that what is the Hezek? Chayev Benezek, Betzai, Beripo, Yishevus, Beshevus. He's going to be Chayev for four out of the five of an Adam Amazek, of a Baishas life. Baishas, he's not going to be Chayev. Why? This not Enu Chayev, Ala Baishas, Ad Shibim, Mitzchavin. So there's two Madregas over here. We talked about yesterday that if you do a Hezek Ba'inis, then your Adam is Chayev always. But he's only going to be chayv in hezek. Okay? He's not going to be chayv in tsar and ripoy and shevis. If he does it over here in a situation where it's what we say, mazid or karvla mazid or not pshia, over here there was a ruach mitsuya. So it's not, you can't call him a total oinus. The, water, the, the wind was calling. He knew the wind was going to blow. He knew standing on the edge of the roof was going to be dangerous. And he might fall onto the crowd of people who's below him over there. Therefore, you definitely cannot call him an oinus, so he's going to be chayv in four, but baishas he's not. Baishas, you're not the chayv unless you're mischavin for the hezek, as we'll see in the Gemara in a second. If the same thing happens by a, a hurricane, some sort of abnormal wind, and he causes damage, and he embarrasses the person he lands on, etc. So, then he's only on the Nezek, then he's going to be put on all the Dvarm, because this is Mamash and Aynas. Hezek is for no matter what. But Tsar, Ripo, Yishevus, Baishas, he's going to be totally put because here he has no Kavana, and he's totally going to be considered not a Peshe at all. If it's Ruch Matsuya and it happens like the previous case, but the more is going to explain the Drasha. If while he's falling through the air, he realizes, I'm going to die when I hit the ground. Not die, let's say it's assumed it's not a case of Misa, but I'm going to get hurt when I hit the ground. Oh, I see a person over there. If I twist myself in the air and land on that person to cushion the fall, so then I won't get so hurt. So he dafka in the air aims himself to land on somebody. Now already he's mischavit. Okay? Maybe it's not his fault. Maybe he didn't want to... Obviously, if it's a constitution, it may be different. But assuming he was just going to question of, you know, a broken leg or not a broken leg, and he dafka aims to land on a human being to break his fall, then he's already mechavin 
for the hezek. If you're mechavim for the hezek, then you're going to be chayiv for the for the boishes as well. If you twist in the air, he's going to be chayiv afal boishes. This time, the price explains. How do we know the din of Baishas at all? This is the case of two people fighting. The Pazik says, Two men are fighting. One of the women comes to save her husband from the one who's hitting him. How does she do that? She stretches out her arm and she grabs him on his aver. She grabs him on the sensitive part of his body. Uh, and then the Gemara says, "With cuts of you cut off her hand, which we obviously Daishin doesn't mean you actually cut off her hand. It means she has to pay money. What's the money she's paying over here? Baishas by embarrassing him by grabbing him on on that part of his body, on his aver part of his body. So it's busha, and therefore she has to pay for any busha that she does." But says the Gemara, she stretches out her head. Any of their sheikh zika. So why does they say sheikh zika? She stretches out her hand, and she grabs, and automatically that means, and she grabs on. Why does it say What's that extra word? Vichzika is teaching me that she needs to have kavana for the hezik to be chayven baishas. She does not have to have kavana necessarily to embarrass him. It's not a question of having kavanah to embarrass a person that you have in Baishas, even if that the embarrassment was unintentional, but the hezek was intentional, that's when you have Baishas. So if you fall off the roof of Ruch Mitsuya, so Nezik you're going to be Chayev. Sheves, Ripu, etc., you're going to be Chayev because you're not an Oynis. But Lamaisi, you're not a Mishaven. Baishas, you're not Chayev unless you aim to fall on the person. Vyamaraba, another case. If a guy is lying on the ground sunbathing outside, and you take, you're barbecuing on the beach, and you take one of the hot coals, and you put it onto the person, and it kills him, potter, you're going to be potter. Because the guy should have taken the coal off of his body. Talking about a case where the victim could have escaped. The victim could maybe would have been burned a little bit, etc. But murder would not have been. You put the thing there. He decided to show how tough he is, that he could take a hot coal on his chest. And he died? That's his own problem. I'll big live in Israf, but if you put it onto his shirt and it burns, then you're going to be chayev. Why? Because the guy Mustam says, you know what? I don't like this shirt anyways. And if I don't like this shirt anyways, let it burn and you'll buy me a new shirt. So you're not responsible to move it off in that situation uh, when you put it on there. Again, if, if you can't take it off, you can't take it off in either case. But if you could, by, a per, by murder, it's definitely not going to be murder. But in terms of Hezek, it would be Hezek. We'll see a similar case in a second. Both of these we actually learned in Mishnayis. Aliba, if you put it on his heart, whether it's murder or not, it's not. If you push somebody under the water or into fire, and he cannot escape from there, even though he doesn't die right now, it takes you know, 30 seconds to die, whatever it is, you're a murderer. If you put him in a situation where he could not escape, you're a murderer, and you're a chayef for a if you push him into the edge of the pool, or you push him into a fire, he could have escaped. And he decided to show you that he knows how to swim, but he doesn't know how to swim, and therefore he doesn't know how to swim well, or he didn't swim the proper way. The mace, then you're going to be potter, because then you're not a retzach. You, you didn't, not a good thing, but if definitely you're not going to be prosecuted as retzach. So that we see before you a mission. Big deal. What about the case we put it onto his begging and burnt the begging? This not. If a person says to his friend, rip my begging. Let's see. Uh, this begging is made out of really strong material. Let's try to rip it. And he rips it. Or I have these very, very strong barrels over here. These very, very strong 
bottles. Try to break it, and the guy breaks it, chayek, he's responsible. Because just because I challenge you to do it, doesn't mean that you're not responsible for the hezek you caused. If I say, however, amanas lifter, if I say, do it, and if you damage it, you're going to be potter, then you're going to be potter. But if I don't say you're going to be potter, then when, even though I challenged you to do it, Lamaisa, when you did the hezek, you're going to be chayek. So you see the same thing when you put the coal onto the beged, just because I let you put it down there for that minute, Lamaisa, you're going to be responsible for any hezek it caused. However, boy, Rabbi, Okay, so if you put the chalas on me, on a regular adult human being, we said you're not going to be chayv as a because I should have taken it off. What if you put it onto my evid? Now, Rashi learns we're talking about a regular evid over here, and the evid theoretically could have taken it off, and therefore, we time that, maybe you're not a retzach. Do we say kegufay dummy? Just like a regular person could take it off their body, and therefore you're not responsible if it kills them. So, an evid, the same thing. Or since we treat an evid in Olchus Hezek like mummin, we treat it like a shar. So, therefore, just like if you put it onto a shar, you're going to be chayev as a hezek, because a shar is not smart enough. So, an evid, we automatically treat as that. Now, Tysus doesn't like this, Pratt and Rashi. And Tysus says, an evid should have taken it off. What are we talking about? So, Tysus says, we're talking about where the evid was tied up. And the evid himself could not take it off, but the owner could have taken it off. So, do we respond for the owner? Rashi doesn't say that. Rashi and Beferish were discussing whether the evid should have taken it off. Do we just, it sounds like a loy plug, that we treat the evid like mummin, and no matter what, you're going to be chayev in that case. If you say, no, 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 come on. At the end of the day, an Evid is a human being. He might not be the smartest human being, but he's a human being smart enough to be able to take the coal, off, the hot coal off of his body. And therefore, if you put it on there, you're not a retzach. What if you put a coal onto an animal? A shar, a dog, whatever it is. Are you responsible? Or also an animal should have been smart enough to kick the coal off of himself. We are paishit. And therefore, an evid as a human being is smart enough to remove the coal. And therefore, when you put it on him, you're not chayev. Whereas Sherry is given money, Debbie Shar is a moment, Lavdafgar are animals intelligent enough or responsive enough to take off the coal. And therefore, if you put a coal onto an animal, you are going to be chayev for the hezek or whatever happens to the animal. Okay, now that we've learned the 26th plot of the Masechta, now we can really start the Masechta as we start different cases and how all these various halakhas we've learned of bar, specifically bar over the next few weeks, but now Dafka, bar, and shar, how they fit together and how they are applicable in different situations. So this is the Mishnah. Someone has a kad. The kad is a jug, a small bottle of some sort, and he leaves it in Rosh Hashanah. Now obviously you should not be doing that. Okay, you should not be leaving your kalim in Rishas Rabbah. We already discussed, if an animal walks and smashes that kli, beregel, you're going to, regel Rishas Rabbah is potter, because you don't belong leaving your kalim in Rishas Rabbah. But here you left your kalim in Rishas Rabbah, and now a person walks by and kicks the kli, v'nitgal means not on purpose, we'll see why that's important in the Gemara, he kicks it not on purpose, and it breaks, v'shavra, Potter. So over here we say that the human being who kicked it and broke it is going to be Potter. And we've already said many times that Adam is Chayev binds him. Adam Amazik is Chayev always. Why is the Adam not Chayev in this case? Hold on, we'll discuss the case and understand why you are Potter. If when he breaks it, he, the person who kicked it, gets damaged from it, it was glass. And he kicked it, and the glass shattered, and he got caught. So Balachavis Chayev Beniskoi. Then the Balachavis, the bottle of this this bottle that was left there, is going to be responsible for the hezek that was caused to the person who kicked it. 
Okay, not seemingly is midin bar. It's like you left a barber shusarabim, seemingly, and therefore the person who got damaged on is going to be cut, although we'll have to see exactly what the case is and what exactly the lumbus of this damage is. Because normally we say that a barber shusarabim is not chayv if a person, gets, if a person uh, falls into it. So we have to discuss exactly what that patur of bar on an adam is and what it is applicable and how it learns this Mishnah. We won't get to that part of the Mishnah till Daf Chavtes in a few days from now. So, so principally, the last part of the Mishnah says that he, he suffers two damages. One, because of his, his, his key is broken. Yes. The second one is that he has to pay the nezek. Okay, so, yeah. I mean, right? yes. yes. I'm not sure why you look at it that way, but yes. It's not, it's not suffering. He caused damage. He's a mazik, right? He's a mazik. Says the Mishnah. Says the Gemara. Gemara first of all pointing out a technical issue, which is it said is a kad. Kad is normally a small jug, okay. And then it said chavis is a barrel. That's a bigger type of kli. Sounds like we're talking about two different kalim in the Mishnah, but we're not. We're talking about obviously the exact same case. So why the beginning of the Mishnah does refer to it as a jug, a kad, and the end of the Mishnah says he's a balachavis, the owner of a bar. Why are we switching words? And, and points out the Gemara, this truth is, this problem exists in many Mishnahs in this Mishnah. Tanan Nami, a Mishnah later on. If two people walking with Shasarabim, and we'll see the case later on, one is holding a barrel, and one is holding a big piece of wood, and they bang into each other, and it says, and the barrel, oh, again, here it switches from Chavis to Kad, breaks by breaking into, the, by banging into this person's piece of wood. So, so you're going to be put. We'll see why that Allah is. But Lamaisi, what we're pointing out is, it started saying he was holding a barrel, and then Chavis, and then it said, He's Nishbarakade, he's Jug. So why are we switching words over here? And a third case. I'm sorry, therefore we see Pasa Bechavis, Makad. And a third case. Tananami, Zeba Bechavisa Shayim. Somebody's holding a barrel of wine. Zeba Bekade Shodvash. The other one has a small jug of honey. Honey is more expensive than wine. Now here it switches. He said he had a cat of dvash. Now it switches to a chavis of dvash. And it breaks. And the dvash is leaking out. Somebody grabs somebody else's barrel of wine. Pours out that bottle of wine. The hits out the dvash to use that kli to catch the pouring out dvash. We'll see. You only have schari. You don't have to pay a mazik. We'll see what that case is. But in terms of our discussion... Over there we said he had a kad, a small jug of, of honey, and then it switched to chavis. So we see three times in this Masechta, where in the same sentence, the Misha interchanges the word kad and chavis. Why? You're right. They're interchangeable, and they have the same halachic, uh, same halachic status. What does that mean? Obviously, in terms of Nizke Bar, or Nizke Shar, or Nizke Maman, it makes no difference the size of the Kli that you have. That's totally irrelevant. So what is this Misha teaching you by interchanging these words? When it comes to purchasing, you have to be very careful when you sign a contract to buy one or the other to specify very, very clearly, as we say at Rachel Bitcha Katana, which one you're purchasing. If you say, I want to buy 10 Chavis for you, which are normally, as, we would, as we'll see in the Gemara, normally that is referred to as a large kli, and then you pay, and then the guy delivers you, to you 10 kadim, which are 10 small kalim, you have no recourse whatsoever. Because people interchange those words. 
Chavis and Kat. Now, what should you do? What you should probably do is write the size into the contract. If you write the size, 10 liters as opposed to 2 liters, so then, then you're fine. But just using this generic term, Chavis and Kat, without discussing the actual size or volume metrics, volume of it, you're going to get yourself in trouble. They're interchangeable. This is more, why are they interchangeable? Hey, Chidami, I don't understand. If we say like in English, right? In English, a jug and a barrel are two different things, right? Nobody nowadays would say that a bottle and a barrel are the same thing. A bottle is by usual, I would say, 99.999% of the time, a bottle means something small and a barrel means something big. So if that's the case, why should you, if I buy barrels, you're allowed to deliver to me small bottles or jugs? Makes no sense. Halei karele. Most people don't interchange the words. But there are some people who do. And if there are some people who do, says the Gemara, all right people call them separate. So therefore, right people, when I go and buy, I can say, oh, I want the right. I, I want a chavis, you deliver it to me, kadim. Well, the opposite, right? They bought the kadim, and it depends how much you're paying for it. Says the Gemara, we don't use dine roiv when it comes to fights in Hilchas Maman. Two points in the Gemara. Tyson explains, first of all, why don't we look at what you paid? <coughs> Theoretically, there's a price difference between a giant chavis and a small cot. Two things. Either we're talking about Tyson where the price is not that significantly different, and you can't necessarily tell. Or Tyson says, what if I say I want to buy off of you 200 shekel of chavis? So now it's not a question of the price. It's a question of how many are you giving me? Are you giving me four chavis for 100? Or are you giving me 10 kadim for 100? So it's not a question of the price. I can't tell from the deal what, based on the, I can't tell from the price which way you're mechavit for. Okay, so that's the case where you can't help, but maybe if you could tell, then the price would help you determine what the kavana is. The second point is, the Torah speaks out over here, this idea of in holchem and maman Obviously, there are cases where we do go by maman acharoiv. When you have every bezdin who paskas on something, if you have a bezdin of three people, two of them vote yes, you're guilty, and one votes your potter in dinich hashemishpat, we're going to go with the right. We do follow right when it comes to a Bezdin. That's no question. The Gwarant Sanhedrin discusses this. Normally, normally, not in every case, but normally we're talking about what's called a Ruba de Lesela Kamon. A right that's not something you could count. A right that just the, the world works like this statistically kind of thing. That's when we discuss this. And Tyson says the Svara is because we are what we call Mitztarif Ruba de Chazaka. We have a Miyot of people who take the other side of whatever this question is. And we have a Chazaka over here of Cheskes Maman. The person has his money. And he says, I'm not going to pay for this, or you already paid for that, and therefore the other person is good. Depends whether you paid for this or not, who the muksik is in the case. If you didn't pay for it yet, then I don't want the I don't want the smaller ones. If you paid for it already, then it's too bad, then you have to fight to get back the money in the other one. So whoever the muksik is, he can taina, A, I have my money, B, there are a myriad of people who say like I do in terms of how to use this terminology, and therefore we say Ain Holchem Moman Acharharai. Okay, so this was just a technical question in our Mishnah, why our Mishnah and subsequent Mishnahis seem to switch, mix and match the word Chavis and Ka. Now let's get to the Allah of our Mishnah. It says, So you kick the guy's Kli uh, in that were sitting with Shasarabim, you're going to be Potter. My Potter. Why are you Potter? Watch where you're walking. When you're walking with Shasarabim, you're an Adam Amazik. If you're an Adam Amazik, you should be careful where you're walking, and Adam is Chayv, all Einstein, etc. Why in the world would you be Potter in this case? The Morris is a few different terrorists. 
Amri de Rav, Mishmei de Rav, they said B'Shem Rav, B'Malei B'Shosram, Kulei Chavis. You know what the case is? Where I have a truck full of barrels, and I'm driving through B'Shosram, and I park my truck in front of your house to unload, and when I do that, I take out 50 barrels and block the whole entranceway to your house. Now you have no way to get out. The only, you, know, you, you have every right to walk in Rishasarabim. Okay, so you start walking through the Rishasarabim and you knock down the barrels. I can't make you responsible for that situation when you should have been able to get out of that. You have a, a, everybody has a schuss to leave their house to go to Rishasarabim. In this case, you're going to be potter. Because I blocked you. If I blocked you, then it's too bad. We'll see more details about that, Bemshek. Shmuel Amar Bafelashan. Shmuel says, you don't have to say we blocked him. It's talking about where I put the barrel in Shisram at nighttime. Okay? And it's dark. Can't see. Rabbi Echanamar Bakarin Zavis. Rabbi why I put it on the edge around the corner. So when you turn the corner, you couldn't have seen it. Now, so what? According to Shmuel, according to Rabbi it's dark or you couldn't see it because it's around the corner. Why does that make you any less chayv? A person is chayv in Einsen. So we have two pshatim. Taisu says, you're right. But an Einis Gomor, you're going to be potter for anyways. Even though Adam is Chayv Ba'insin, but Fahezik, but Einis Gomor, he's Taka going to be potter. Many Mishanim disagree with this Taisus, and they say it's different over here. It's not a question of how much of an Einis it is, it's a question of it's partially the Nizik's fault. In this case, it's not a question of your Einis, it's the Nizik's fault. Why is he putting his barrel in the river Shusarabim in a place where you can't see it? Therefore, he has to get blamed for it. The Nafkamina would be, let's say, a third party put that barrel there, not the owner of the barrel. So it's not the Nizik's fault. So according to Taisus, you'd be chayv anyways, because it's, you'd be potter anyways, and it's gomer. According to the other pshat I said, which is the Ramban's pshat, then I can't blame the Nizik. He didn't do it, somebody else did it. Then in the Chayim and the Mazik might, might be chayv in that case. Okay, but that's in the f- second two cases where either it's dark or it's around the corner. We'll get back to Rav Salach in a minute. Amar of Papa, Papa says, if you look at our Mishnah carefully, it's much more like, like Shmuel and Rebbechen and said it was dark or around the corner. The Ikarav, remember, Rav said what happened, I blocked you totally. You had no way to get out to Rishasarabim without knocking over the Caleb. So if that's the case, Mayuri Nitkal. The Mishnah said Nitkal. Nitkal means I was not mechaven to break your barrels. I just was walking and I had nowhere to go, so I knocked them over. According to Rav, I feel a Shavar Nami. According to Rav, if you block my way from getting through Rosh Hashanah, I'm allowed to kick them with Kavan and break them. And that, the Mishnah should have said a bigger Chiddush. Shavar Zosachai. We'll see in the Gemara tomorrow that the Gemara is going to equate this with the Allah of Ovid Inish Dina Lenafshe. A person is allowed to take things into his own, matters into his own hands if he can't go something. If I have a schus to walk somewhere, you're blocking me. I don't have to say, okay, hold on, let, let's, let's, let, let's masmin you to Bezdin, and six weeks from now we'll get an appointment, and then we can... Pro- no, I need to go now, get out of my way, and I'm allowed to kick your barrel down and get, and get going. We'll see the tomorrow, we'll start it today. We'll start- if it's blocking way, yes. If someone's bo- car is blocking your driveway and you cannot get out, you have no other way of getting out, then you can get his car towed, it's too bad. So therefore, according to Rav, says of Papa, the Mishnah said a bigger Kiddush, that even Shavur is going to be Pater, not just Nitkal. Some of Zid, Mishmei de Rav, no, could be, who had not feel Shavur? Could be Shavur is also going to be Pater, according to Rav. So why did it say that in the Mishnah? Because I did the boy the Mishnah Sefer, because Nitkal only makes sense in the Sefer. What was the Sefer? We said the opposite. If when you break the barrel, or it's made out of glass, or it's sharp wood, or whatever it is, the person who's kicking it 
gets damaged, then the owner of the barrel is chayiv, beniska, dafka, nitka. That only makes sense if I didn't have kavana to break your barrel. I'm walking, you blocked me in, I'm walking, I tried to do the best I can to get around it, I didn't, I break it, I am going to be potter for breaking the barrel. And if I get caught on that broken barrel, you have to pay me. But if I on purpose kick the barrel and break it, even if you blocked me in, but if I break it on purpose, I cannot hold you responsible for the hezek that it caused me, my timer, who does it enough shit. I caused it to myself, right? So therefore, katani resha nitka. The truth is, according to Rav, in terms of the patur from breaking the barrel, that would be true even if you broke it on purpose. The reason it said nitkal, that I didn't do it on purpose, is because the safe of the Mishnah, when I get damaged after the kicking, that would only be true by nitkal. By nishbar, then I should have found some other way, or whatever it is, and therefore you would not be responsible for the damage it caused me after the kick. So we can read the Mishnah, going to all three sheets. However, there's a fourth sheet. They actually said in People walk looking up. People don't walk looking down. Animals, Tyson says, look down when they walk. Human beings look up when they walk. And if they look up, they don't necessarily see what's going on below their feet. And therefore, in all situations... Now, according to Tyson, therefore, you're an honest gummer. According to the Ramban's pshat, therefore, if I put a barrel in front of you, even if it's the middle of the day, but if I put it there and you walk into it, then I'm going to be responsible because I should know that people are not looking where they're walking. Okay, we always say to your kids, right, watch where you're going. No, the Gemara says they don't watch where they're going. Okay, it's just the Gemara. You can't argue with the Gemara. And therefore, people are looking up, they don't look down as much, and therefore you're going to be putter in this case. Havi Uvda. So there was actually a halacha lamaisa case where this happened. Ben Arda, Vichayev Shmuel. Right? There was a case, it happened in Narda. Shmuel said that the guy who tripped on it had to pay. Okay? So Rava said, if it wasn't at night and it wasn't around the corner, Stam, you were walking through the day and you kicked the barrel, you're going to be Chayev to pay. Not like what they said in Eretz Yisrael. So Bishra Shmuel Kashwaitse. Shmuel said the only time you putter, like Shmuel said before, that it was the only time you putter was at night. If it was during the day, then the person walking should be careful. So Rav, but Rav didn't say that pshat. So it was Rav being moed to Shmuel that during the day you're going to be chayev. And Rav Papa, no, This case where Rav Paskin that he's chayev is a different situation. It was talking about where it was a corner area near the base Abad, and it was very, very busy. The Chivin the Rishus Kavdi was very busy, and everybody has their barrels. You don't want people taking all their barrels into the base Abad. It just there's not enough room. Then everybody understands that it's expected and normal for people to leave their barrels in the Mover Shusarabim, because that's a busy time of year. I'm sorry. No, no, it doesn't say that. It doesn't say slippery. It just says outside the base of body. And therefore, I'm allowed to leave my barrel. The whole question was, am I allowed to leave my barrels when Shisarabim if you trip on it? So it could be rubber holds like an Eretz Yisrael. They really, people don't. <laughs> but in a situation where the Nizik is allowed to put his barrel there, it was that time of year where people are putting their barrels when Shisarabim, he the new mezel. Then you better be careful. So in a normal time of year or not near the base of Bad, then Rava maybe agrees, like they said in my Rava, that you're putter. Because people don't, Walk, watch where they're walking. But in a situation where everybody knows it's barrel schlepping time, and people leave their barrels near the Rosh Hashanah, then you better be careful where you're walking, and if you break it, you're going to be chai. Now, we're going to change topics for a minute, we'll get back to our Gemara tomorrow based on this. Shalach of Chisla of Nachman. sent the following Shalach to Rav Nachman. Hare Amru, we have a law called Boishas. 
Boishas is always hakolofi anidai. Hezek is easy. How much did the person get damaged? How much is he worth before the Hezek? How much afterwards? If it's Sheves, how much business did he lose that he couldn't go to work? Tsar, we can evaluate. Boishas really depends on the person. It depends on how chosh of a person it is. And it depends on the level of embarrassment caused by the mazik. Now, one of the things you have to take into consideration then is what caused the damage. There's a difference if I flick you with my finger, or if I slap you with my hand, or if I punch you in the face. Those cause different amounts of embarrassment. So, if Chisna said to Rav Nachman the following shad, If I kick you with my knee, if I knee you, then I have to pay you three coins, whatever it was, for baishas. If I kick you with my foot, then I pay you five. Lisnikores, which Rashi says is some kind of a cleave from the back of the uh, the ukav of the chamar from the saddle over there. Then I pay you shloishes. That's much more embarrassing, like a whip of some sort. Then I pay you thirty. Lepanda demaro lukafina demaramai. What if I hit you with what we call like a rake or a hoe, either with the stick of the hoe or with the with the part of the shovel of it, and I hit you with that? How much embarrassment does that cost? How much you have to pay? This is of chistashad that he sent to Rav Nachman. Shalach, Nachman responded, what? Chista, chista. Knasa, kamagvis, babavo? Wait a second. What right do you have to collect this in Bavel at all? We've said many times, we don't connect, collect knas in Bavel. Only Bezdan of Smuchim in Eretz Yisrael is allowed to connect, collect knas. The truth is, the Gemara says, that only a Bezdan of Yisrael can do any Dine Cheshen Mishpat. However, to be able to be able to function in Bavel, the Bezdan in Eretz Yisrael gave power over to the Batei Dinim in Bavel to be able to deal with day-to-day types of cases. What types of day-to-day cases they say they could deal with? Regular Cheshmish cases. To the exclusion of Knas, Kefel, Abrahamisha, all those types of things, Chatzinezek, if you hold it's Knas, those things we do have no permission to deal with in Bavel. Also, Baishas, which is not which is not reimbursement for an actual loss. Nezek, you actually lost money. Tsar, maybe you lost money as well. But Shevis, you lost money. Reaper, you lost money. Whereas by Baishas, I did not lose any money. Therefore, the Gemara calls it a knas. It's not really a knas, but it's not reimbursement for an actual loss. Therefore, you have no right to pask in that in bubble at all. So it says of Nachat to Avchisto, what do you mean? How much do you pay Baishas for hitting him with a shovel? Who there is no Baishas in Bavel. I'm sorry, there's no such thing. So Shalach so he says, so he says, Emily, tell me the story. Tell, there must be something I'm missing here from the story. Tell me the story. Shalach I'll tell you the story. They had a well that was filled with water. And it sounds like it was a well that every day you took the water out of, and then, then overnight it filled up back like a Mayan of some sort. Or spring. So they had a deal. Ruben and Shimon had a deal. I take on Monday, you take on Tuesday. I take on Wednesday, you take on Tuesday, you take on Wednesday, etc. Every day we switch off. Ruben came and he took on a day that wasn't his day. So Shimon said to him, What are you doing? It's my day. It's my water. So Ruben said, I don't care. I'm taking the water. So Shimon took a stick, this, this hoe, this shovel, and he smashed Ruvain. Ruvain was to be in Medin. Yomi Nezek, Yomi Tzar, Ripoi, Shemes, and Baisha. So if Chist is trying to figure out how much you owe. Says of Nachman, I'm going to pay nothing. What do you mean pay? He doesn't pay nothing. In this case, Ruvain deserves to be hit. Why? I feel him on the Amaloy oven and his chin Even if you hold in the following Achleikis, we're going to bring. You have no right to be a vigilante and stop people from doing different things. That's Makam Seydov and his If you're going to have a financial loss till you get to Bezdin, then you're allowed to be a vigilante and stop the person. In this case, if you take the water, I have no idea how much water you took. 
I'm going to prosecute you in Bezdin in six weeks. So I'm never going to be able to prove how much water you took. And I need the water right now. My plants are going to die if I don't water them right now. And therefore, it's a makam pseida. And a makam pseida, I'm allowed to stop you. I'm allowed to hit you even. I'm allowed to be a mazik and stop you from taking my water and forget paying boishas and bavl. I don't even have to pay the hezek at all. And that's where Nachman was pasuk. Now this is going to tie back obviously to our question of Rav when the guy was blocked in by the barrels of Rishus Rabim and he was able to break them to go through. That's a similar structure and that's why it's brought over here. The itmar. Mudamer, usually says you are not allowed to be a vigilante. You're not allowed to do whatever you want and cause hezek to somebody else. Rav Nachman Amar Now, if in the interim till you go to Bezdin, you're going to lose more money and maybe unrecoverable money, you're allowed to be your own Bezdin. You're allowed to be your own Bezdin and stop it from going on, etc. There's no delay. I, okay, wait. You stole something from me? Let's wait six weeks till we go to Bezdin. What's the difference? It's there. I know what you stole. I've ate them, etc. If you don't really have an issue in the even the lack of say, there's no extenuating circumstances over here. Lazel, so come in dinner. So just go to Bezdin, let the regular Bezdin handle the situation. If Nachman, I'm of an issue in the even the Bedin of it, you owe me the money. It's clear you owe me the money. Like Torah. Chazal did not make you Tircha to go to Bezdin. Now it has to be, as Mepharshim explained, only in a situation where it's clear that you owe me the money, right? If I can't prove it afterwards, then obviously I'm going to have to pay you back whatever I did to you. Someone stole something from you. Do you want to steal it back? Okay. She says, don't sneak into his house in the middle of the night to steal it back. You're going to look like a ganif, right? Maybe you're going to get shot. Don't sneak in. Punch him in the face, break his teeth, and take it back. Now that is of it in his still enough shape, but Malcolm like upset. He's upset over he stole something from you. So just go to Bezdin. Must be Ben Bagwag says, of it is the enough shape, even if there's no upset. So you see before from the Brysa. Amalai Imach or Imcha, Rashi says his lashon of, yeah, that's very nice, but I have a very simple answer for you. Ben Bagi Yuchidohi. And Khami, that's Ben Bagwag Shita. Well plague your abonale. Lamai so the Rabbanon argue, the Rabbanon say, Loy over is Dinil and Afshi, and ought to be a vigilante, unless you're losing actively losing money. In this case, you're not. No. My shover Ashinov, when Ben Bagbag said break his teeth, that doesn't mean physically cause him damage. That means bedin. That means sue him in bezdin. That's all he meant. It's just an expression. Says Mari Hachi, what does it mean? Omar Loy. It says, Omar Loy Shaliani Naitel. It's not Omar Loy, it's Omar Loy. Because then it's bezdin who's going to issue the psak. What do you mean, Shaliani Naitel? Bezdin is the talking party over here, not the Nizik. So, so that would be kasha. It's a little bit difficult to read into Ben Bagba. That means Gushavar Shida means go to Bezdin, but it could be Lamaisa. We have a Machlaikis over here. Of an Inish deal in the But Makam de Lekapseido, no. But Makam Pseido, of an Inish deal in the Nafshe. Makam Lekapseido is a Machlaikis. We'll see different cases and we'll tie it back to Rav. And it's a Shem tomorrow.